Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NVPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NVCOG in the search. Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple NVCOG. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts.
the Pastor Apostle flying up here in the end of August, amen, for the baptismal service. Mm -hmm. So just keep them all in prayer, amen. Mm -hmm. And we, we just want to pray for the power. Yeah. It will be endured with power. It will be in one accord. Thank yeah. that God would have us thinking His will. Amen. So yeah. Apostle Grant said his dad, his, 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 his saints, we got to pray. He's going to hear us pray. Hallelujah. Glory. I need the Oh God, we can glorify and lift your name, oh God. 
in the name of us, we can assemble Give you the honor and glory, God, where we can encourage one another. We ask, oh God, that you touch our minds, oh God. Miss you the word to us tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God. We ask right now also Lord, for a special prayer, oh God, for Brother God, as he is in Atlanta, oh God. Seeking treatment for cancer, Lord. We ask, oh God, for that tender close. Tonight, oh God, we ask for that you now, Oh God, in the name of 
Now I turn it over to Mother Smith. 
Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I ask you to fill my lips. I know we've already prayed, but I'm asking you, Lord, that I take a back seat, that the Holy Ghost be all that is heard and seen in this service tonight, in this Bible study, Lord. Speak with, let me speak what you would have me to speak and open up our understanding to receive what the word of the Lord is saying to the church. Glory to God. We are continuing in our book, Progressive Sanctification, and the lesson is Prove All Things. But before I delve into the lesson, I wanted to preface it by talking, by mentioning how the Lord moved on Sunday. We had a supernatural manifestation from the Holy Spirit on Sunday, where the Lord spoke boldly and powerfully to us, and hopefully our hearts received that is his desire that we know him, that, I, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we might know the hope of his calling, the seeding riches of his glory, and the his power toward us. I'm probably misquoting it, but that's in Ephesians, and that's 1 and 17. So if anybody wants to read it again, but the point is that God created man. It says in first, I'm going to say, use several scriptures, so don't think you got to run through the Bible, but I would like you to write them down. God created us for relationship with him. It says in Colossians 1 and 16 that we were created by him for him. So the very existence of man was to have a relationship with God. What got in the way of that was sin. It was disobedience. And because of sin, we were separated from God. There was the law and many a lamb and a turtle dove and every kind of thing died, but the perfect sacrifice for our sin was Jesus Christ. So when Jesus came into the world, he made the way for us to be restored to right fellowship with God our Father, who created us, as I said, for that very purpose from, from the beginning. And I wanted to say, you know, people will say, well, they're all, how do you know about God? Man knows God exists. Because it says in the scripture, and again, this is in Romans also, I think it's one in 19. That, let me, let me turn to it, because I don't want to misquote the scripture. So you all give me a, but the gist of it is that man knows that God exists. He may not know who God is, but there is an awareness in all of us that God exists. And there's a saying that there are no atheists in a foxhole. Now, I don't know if the military uh, fights in foxholes anymore, but the point of that saying is when things get hard, who do people call on? Whether they know the true and living God or not, people start praying. We gotta pray. The churches are flooded. With people, because there is an awareness that God exists, that we need him. But what we as the saints of the most high God have to do is to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's why we've got to know him and teach those new converts and ourselves, be reminded ourselves also of where we need to be in God. So let me uh, get into the lesson. I don't have uh, it to put up on the screen, so I'm just going to read it. 
Starting at uh, the printed text, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. And in Acts 17.10-12, through 12, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether these things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men not a few. So we know the Apostle Paul was a missionary. He went to churches. He taught the gospel. He won souls to, to Jesus Christ. He was rejected by many, but some received Jesus Christ. But the receiving of Christ is the first step. Then we have to come into a knowledge of who he is and who we ought to be in him. So when they were in, it referred here to these not being like those in Thessalonica, they had been run away from Thessalonica. The, um, the folks had rose up against them. Some believed, but uh, probably the leaders, because it seemed like it was always the leaders that did things in an uproar, and ran them out of uh, Thessalonica, and they went to Berea. But in Berea, there were people who received the word. It says here, they received the word with all readiness of mind. And we know that it is a work of the Holy Ghost. Even though we know God exists innately, we're born with that knowledge. When we, I believe we're born with it. Certainly as we grow, we are aware that there is a God beyond us. But the reason I think we're born with, and I'm probably getting off, off this is a sidebar, as the apostle says, I was watching a video on Facebook and this young child, a baby, I don't think he was, I'm pretty sure he wasn't walking. He may have been five, six months old. And his mother was singing to him about the Lord. And that he had, his eyes were riveted on her. And then his little bottom lip started to quiver. And he started to cry. His spirit, even the spirit in that, of that young child, felt the spirit of God. So we are spiritual beings. And Jesus said, no one comes to me except the Father draw him. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. There is no other way back to the Father but by me. So it is a work of God that he sought us. He made the way by sending his son to die for us. Gave us the opportunity to receive Christ and to be restored to that right relationship. So thinking back to that scripture in Matthew where it talks about the seed falling on good ground. And there's a verse there where it talks about it falling on stony ground and how they received the Lord of the word, but it was soon burned up or scorched. For various reasons, the word did not take root. And that's how people may at first be excited about the message. But if we don't go on to learn who God is, to learn who he, we are in him, then it's easy for the word to be taken away. So that's what, taken from our hearts. 
so that's what this lesson is about that we certainly ought to receive the lord as it said here they receive the word with gladness with readiness of mind but they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so so we, we hear the word, we receive the word with gladness. Those of us who have surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, who are living for him, we've repented of our sins. But unless we know the word, we won't grow in the knowledge of him. Our eyes of understanding will not be enlightened because it's only by his word. And I wanted to actually give some concrete examples because last week I talked a lot about how if we don't know the word, we can be deceived. Because there are all kind of voices out here. There are voices who will tell you, and, I, and one example, we've mentioned it many times, once saved, always saved. Now we know, it says in Ephesians, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It's a gift of God. Nothing we could do is God's grace. This is unmerited favor that we are saved. When we are saved, we're justified by faith. And I'm going to go to Romans 5. And if you, those of you who do have a Bible would turn with me there, where it talks about being justified by faith and we have peace with God. And I'm using this example because in this lesson that's telling us to prove all things, I want us to have an because people can hear things and count, but as a teacher, I know it's important that you connect it with the reality of what we're living with. That when we receive the word and we repent, we're saved, we're cleansed of our sins, we're justified by faith, as it says in Romans 5 1, which I'm trying to get to right now. I, uh, my laptop, uh, my laptop uh, moved on me, but I think I, I'll be there in a minute. Just bear with me. Romans 5, I'm going to read 1 through 3. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also, well, I don't want to go to three, one and two is good enough. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When they received the Lord with readiness of mind, they were saved. They were justified by faith just as if you never sinned. The slate is wiped clean. But that doesn't mean once saved, always saved. That's right. Because it goes on in the sixth, and that I'm doing this purposefully, to say, if you don't know the word of God, you, that sounds pretty good. Okay, I'm justified by faith. The slate is wiped clean. Jesus, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And some people have even intimated that, you know, when we stand before God, God's just going to see Jesus. Well, that's not what scripture says. The scripture says we're going to give an account. But going now to the sixth chapter of Romans, 
So we've justified by faith. But it says in the sixth verse, what shall we say then? Shall we con continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. I'm reading the New King James. In the old, old King James, it says, God forbid. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. That's the turning. That's when you receive Jesus Christ. And you're no longer your own. You're bought with a price. That's when you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Yes, you're saved by grace. We're justified by faith. But now we are like Jesus. We have received through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ access to our Father, back to our Father. But it goes on to say in verse 9, Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives in God. Likewise, you also. So if not what Jesus has done, the same is for us. Likewise, you also. I lost my place. I get so excited. I lost my place. Bless me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. You also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but live to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. That's what you have to do to know God. You have to know his word. Hearing what somebody says, you will hear all kinds of stuff. But when asked, when it's saying here to prove all things, it's saying to know God's word, to believe God's word, because we have to believe God to even accept him as Jesus, as our Savior. Accepting Jesus Christ, as I said, is the first step. And that is the act of by faith. We are saved by grace through faith. However, as we grow in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, we become more and more like him. And we do that through the washing of the water of the word. That's how we prove all things. So when I read all of this four point, so when somebody says to you, once saved, always saved, I'm saved by grace. Yes, you, me too. <laughs> oh, we all saved by grace. But now we are transformed no longer to walk in our flesh, but to walk in the spirit, the spirit of God. You understand? I hope you all understand 
what I'm saying. And I gave that concrete example to say, if somebody says to you, once saved, all saved, Romans 6 is there to explain to you what it means to be saved, what you have become when you are saved, what you are to do. You are to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, our flesh wants to, sometimes, wants to ride over that if people don't want to live godly lives. They want to say, well, you know, that song said Jesus paid it all. Well, he did. He paid a price we couldn't pay. We, our blood was not going to save us. It was through the blood of Jesus Christ. However, when he died for our sins, so we didn't have to die for our sins, then at that point is when we belong to him. When you call on Jesus Christ and you say he is my savior, he, is, he should be my Lord, obedience is what's required. Sin separated man from God in the beginning when Adam sinned, it separates men and women from God now. So, once saved, all saved, yes. But I'll use an example of you stand before a judge and you got a criminal record going back 20 years and that judge just commutes it off. And you pardon, your slate is wiped clean. That's what it is with us when we are saved, justified by faith. Our slate is wiped clean. But after the judge tells me that, I can go out there, I'm no longer a criminal. If I go out there and rob a bank, I'm right back where I started. I have destroyed everything. I'm going back to that same life. That's what we are not to do as children of the Most High God. And the reason I'm getting into this so in depth is because this is how we prove all things. This is how we know that we know that we know. This is how our understanding is enlightened when we know God's word. And it is not complicated. People want to say the word of God is complicated. It is not. How could it be any clearer when it tells us in 5 and 1 that we are justified by faith? It talks about the grace of God, but then in 6 it tells you, but shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, I don't want to belabor the point, but I do want it to be clearly understood that until we know the firm foundation of God's word, the rock on which we stand, then you can be subject to every wind of doctrine. And there are a lot of winds out here now. Another one of them is, well, we all serve in the same God. Well, that sounds real cute sometimes when people say that. You know, I mean, you might, I'm serving Buddha and you're serving, uh, and you serve Jesus, but we're all serving the same God. And the Muslims said, well, he was a prophet. I think even the uh, Jehovah Witnesses said, well, and he was a good man. Jesus said, I am the son of the God. There is no way back to the Father but by me. I don't know how I got cut off. I didn't touch anything. But anyhow, where was I? <laughs> where was I? I was giving the example of people saying, we all serve the same God. And you can hear that quite a bit now. 
because there are all kinds of teachings out here and that this idea that America is a Christian nation, if it ever was, it's not now. There are people believing in worshiping Satan. There are people believing in Buddhism, Muslim, all kinds of religions, which they have a right to believe. But as a Christian, if I say I am saved and when I am saved, the word of God tells me that there is no, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the door. He can't be a good man and a prophet because he'd be a liar if he's telling you, I am the only way. I am the way. There are no whole lot of doors. He said, I am the door. I am the way you get back to the Father. Again, I am giving these examples because if we don't prove all things, we can hear things like, well, we all serve in the same God. We can hear things like, well, once you're saved, you're always saved. So if you commit sin, it's covered with the blood. No, no. If you commit sin, you have disobeyed God. You have separated yourself from God. Right. Now, thanks be unto God that he said, if a man sin, he has an advocate. We have, we repent. The point is we're not practicing sin. We're not out here feeling like we can live loose lives or we shouldn't be. And because Jesus died on the cross, it's all good. There's no more all good than it would be if I were cleared of a long criminal record and then went out and committed more crimes. The white the, the slate would not stay clean. And I keep using that example because that's to me what comes to mind when it says we're justified by faith. God has taken away the sins that we did before we knew him. However, he's also we're now walking with him when we're saved. And to walk with him. Tying it into the message Sunday. The eyes of our understanding have to be enlightened. And it can only be enlightened through God's word. And, it, and his word is to be proven. Because in the scripture text in, this, in our lesson, it said they received the word with readiness of mind. That excites me when I think about Because I can remember being newly saved and how excited I was. But they didn't stop there. It says, and search the scriptures daily. They had a hunger. To not do like there was a commercial years ago. I'm probably dating myself. Y'all may not even know it. But it was for a hair cream. A brill cream. It said a little dab will do you. A little dab won't do you. You will get saved because the spirit of God draws you. When you recognize the sin and you repent of the sin and accept Jesus Christ. Turn from your wicked ways. Then we grow to know who he is. And do as these people did here. Search the scriptures, whether these things were true. So when the world is saying what it says, when the world distorts things, and there's many distortion more, there's great deception there. Like I said last week, there was a time when everybody had some basic cause of belief. Certainly didn't think you that God people knew that God made male and female that there wasn't any kind of other creation 
But now you're hearing all kinds of things. Well, what does the word say? It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It does not change. Because another thing you will hear is, well, this is the 21st century. Well, for the God who is eternal, who always has existed and always will exist, 21st century means nothing. It's just this a blip on the, it's not anything to him because he's eternal and his word is eternal. So being the 21st century does not change God. It doesn't change his word. We can use that if we choose, because we, again, we have freedom of choice, that excuse because this is the 21st century, I can, I don't know, I live with my boyfriend <laughs> and there'll be no consequence. Now, I can remember when, I don't know how many years ago it was, but living with the opposite sex about marriage was frowned upon. Now, <laughs> I don't need to laugh at it. The people get excited. Oh, he asked me to live with him. I'm like, what is that saying? Are you really happy that someone asked you to live with him? I'm sorry, but you see how the mind has shifted to now people believe somehow that's a good thing. This person has really offered you nothing. No commitment. Come, you we share a bed, we'll share rent, we'll share whatever. But we were created by God for him and by him, by him and for him. He laid out the plan for how we are to marry man and woman, how we are to multiply, to have children. All of it is laid out and it did not change with the 21st century. As much as we want to tell ourselves that, I don't want to tell myself that, but the world wants to tell itself that because it feels good. It feels good to the flesh. And the flesh wants to be satisfied, but the satisfaction is just for a little while. Moses said, I'd rather suffer affliction with the, the righteous, I hope I'm saying it correctly, than the pleasures of sin for a season. Then into the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, is pleasure for a season. And I believe as I go on in Romans 5 and 9, it talks about that, about the flesh, catering to the flesh, living a life of unholiness. But the consequence of that is death. The wages of sin is death. The word has not changed. What we need to do is know the word. If we're going to have the relationship with God that he intended for us to have from the creation of human beings, then we are to do what he has provided for us, accept salvation through Jesus Christ, which cleanses us from the sins we have committed, but then enables us to live a life of righteousness before him, through him, by him, through his word. We have to bring our bodies into subjection. We always have choice. He never compels us to do anything. So today or tomorrow, any one of us who wants to go out here and do something, you are free to do whatever. 
unless it's violating the man's law and you get caught, you might suffer some consequences. But even with that, some people seem to get away with everything. But ultimately, if we violate God's law, it separates us from God. It sin separates us from you. We have to be firmly rooted in God's word. So we prove all things. So we progress in sanctification because we become like him. His word is living in us and through us. When this scripture says we are dead with him, it means that we're dead to the things of the flesh. Even though the temptations come, and there may be situations where somebody stumbles, but you better hurry up if you have sinned against God and ask for his forgiveness. Do not plan to do it again. Whatever you did that made you make that mistake, help me, Jesus, so I won't repeat that. Because according to the word of God, we are not to continue in sin. So I've talked a lot, and maybe there's somebody else that wants to say something, but it's so deeply in my heart that people know the word of God. That is the only way when we do know his word. What a joy, what a pleasure. I am telling you all there is in his presence is fullness of joy. That is right hand of pleasures forevermore. He did not, he does not lie. He is a, not a man that he should lie. No, the son of man that he should repent. Everything that he has promised in the book is ours. The right to life and godliness in him. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That abundant life that Jesus came to give us is in him. It's walking in his spirit. Everything else is glitter. I had an uncle that this y'all probably all heard. He said everything that glitters is not gold. So it may look good, but it leads to destruction. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. It leads to destruction. So in Bishop, I think you want to say something. Let me uh you know, I'm a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just wanted to say, uh, it's, it's everything you're saying is so on point. You know, we got to prove things, but you know, in the in the world uh, wants to prove their thing. You know, like you said, this is the 21st century, but uh, in the 21st century, man is always trying to adapt uh, to uh, to think they're going better and better and better. So we adapt to this to make life better, adapt to that to make life better. But the thing about God, God's standard was written when he said, gave it to the apostles, when he said, let it be, he made standards. And God does not change his standards no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, so what you're saying, like you're saying, we, the church tried to adapt to, to, to the ways of the world, and, and it doesn't Work with God. You got to stand for righteousness, like you said. What read in Romans, unrighteousness is sin. And if you're doing unrighteousness, then you got to check. You know what's unrighteousness? Because now the world got a lie is uh is been termed as uh, alternative facts now. So you know to, to prove God said in His Bible, a liar 
is is is, is serving Satan because he's the father of all lies. So if you're lying, you it's the Bible says again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. So you got to understand that the world adapts and they come up with different things to change everything that, that you can long go along with. You probably can go to court and say, Lord, uh, Judge, I, I I didn't lie. I gave you alternative facts. <laughs> that's what it, <laughs> that's what society is dictating now, and so people would adapt that. We laughing, but we, like your mother said, we would have never thought shacking would be a thing that people look forward to. And like you said, yeah, it, it's always that uh, him or her they get the cake. And eat it too. They, 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 they don't have no commitment or anything. We'll see how it works out. If it don't work, then we'll just go on about our business. You know, that's just an adaption of the flesh to get along with everything. But I want to uh, read this scripture in uh, to back what Mother is saying that we have to prove everything because God's word doesn't change. Um, it doesn't change. It says in First uh, John 5 and 18, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Whoever is born of God sinneth not. <laughs> but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come. And has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even his son, Jesus Christ. So we got to understand that if anyone is born again, sinneth not. You can't get around that. There's no alternative facts to that. That's the truth. And the Bible said the word is truth. This is the truth. We can't get around it. So we got to prove all things. People say, well, you're judging me. I'm not judging you. I'm telling you what the words say. So if you're living in sin, i got to tell you what the words say. I'm not judging you. Uh, it's better for me to tell you right from wrong now. Uh, if the word is adapting this, that you can do it, that doesn't lead you from the, what God say that you can't do it. So if God say, thou shall not, that's super, that, that, that cancels out anything that man say that I can. Because man say you can do anything. We got on TV where the young man, would, a year ago, like last year, I think it was, young man had an M16 running down the street killing people. And he got off scot-free, said he was defending himself. So uh, somebody believed the alternative fact. Somebody believed the lie. Somebody did something to say, Okay, we'll let him go. That, but he does not still, that young man still got to go before God, and he got to answer to God. And, 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 and that's the alternative thing. We say we're born again. It's the word of God say, sin not. So if you're lying, if you're being deceitful, you're doing all these things, well, i tell you what, like Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and thou shalt love thy neighbor. So if you're doing anything besides them too, then you're, you're not what you say you are. And there's so many people out here that's got so many definitions of everything. Mm -hmm. um, that they allow the flesh to do 
whatever it wants to do. And saints, you know, we teach here, if, if you're in the flesh, you want the flesh wars against the spirit. <clears throat> Anytime you're operating in the flesh, you're in the flesh. You're being carnal minded and you're not being spiritual minded. And so you can't be, can't say that God wanted you to do this. God allowed me to do this. God, the flesh, the flesh, the flesh. That's how we always say when the light bulb go up, is the flesh being satisfied? If the flesh is being satisfied, you even be cautious because you might be walking on thin ice because the spirit is going to do the opposite of what the flesh wants to do. And we are spiritual beings now. We are spiritual. We're, we, we're not because we this, but we, we are spiritual beings. God made us spiritual beings. We have an inner man that God's spirit can talk to, that can direct. And we have the flesh, and it's trying to direct your inner man. And that's where the float war comes, because the spirit is trying to direct it, and the flesh is trying to direct it. And they're both trying to seize control over individuals. And that's where we war in, within ourselves. But you got to prove everything. The world will say we can do anything. They change their standards. They change their uh, morals. Uh, they do anything just so they can be happy with the flesh or get what they want. And with God saying, we cannot do that. We got to prove what we hear. And you can't deviate from God's word. You can't. You can't. The word saved me. The same word saved. The same word is going to save the people in the future. The same word. doesn't change anything. This word of God is what saves. God, Jesus said, I say to the utmost. I say to the utmost. And so we just got to stick and prove what the word of God say. And stand on it. And stand on it. You know, it's, it's this word of God. Amen, amen. I want to close out reading that uh, scripture, 1 John 4, 1. I probably won't finish this lesson until next week, but <laughs> it says in 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out are gone out into the world. That's the point that I'm trying to make here tonight, and I believe our lesson is about. We have to, all of these spirits are loosed in there for sure now. All of these messages and things that people will try to beat you down is the new way of thinking, a new way, the 21st century way of doing things. But what the scripture is saying here, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. We try the spirit by God's spirit, by his word. That means I've said it over and over again, but that is the standard. That is the barometer. That is the ruler. That is the measure of the whole thing. So anybody who's telling you something that's contrary to God's word is a false prophet. But you have to know God's word in order to know if it's contrary. So that's where it falls on us. To do as these people in the red did. 
to search the scriptures. If you have questions about it, God, the answer is there. Just as I read from Romans, if you had a question about It's muting itself. <laughs> if, 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 I, just like that scripture I used in Romans, if you have a question about once saved, all saved, I think that pretty clearly explains how you are saved, how you are justified, but then where you, how you are to walk. That's how we prove the word. That's how we live according to the word, because we know it and we want to be like him. You want to live in peace, continue in peace with God. So I hope you all have received something tonight. I appreciate your attention. Not about me, but it's about God and what he wants for us. It is for the best. When Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that abundant life is in him. I am a living witness. It is, a, it is in him. Everything we need is in him. So, anybody want to close us out with prayer? I know I, I Deaconess was fired up in the prayer earlier. I would love to hear her pray. <laughs> yeah, she got it, mother. Yes, yes. Deaconess, if you would please close us out. Yeah. You don't have to be short either. <laughs> yeah, we want a big thanks. <laughs> Lord, to give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, for how you allowed us to know, Father, what the word gave to see, Lord, and how she delivered it unto us. Father, we pray that we have ears, oh God, that were open. God, we heard what thus said the word of the Lord. Father God, that we could take what was said to our lives, oh God. Govern our lives accordingly, walking according yes. to your word. We ask, oh God, to get hearts that respond with confidence, Father God, that we do not cause shame or reproach to your name. Teach, Father God, how to search the scriptures. Teach, Father God, how to ask for wisdom. That we lack, oh God, how to ask you, God, for us to understand the mystery of your word to us tonight. Uh, Father, dismiss us from our perspective, places, Lord, but this is from one another. Keep us, oh God, together with love and unity, Lord, until we come together in on Sunday. That's so to keep us until then. Our hearts are clear. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Amen. Love you. Glad to hear the good news. God bless you too. You to get better, but <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm working on it. All right. <laughs>